1: All archived programs at growingingrace.org. Newest programs are listed first. I'm Mike Kapler with Joel Brzezinski. Hey, uh, (laughs) I was reminded
0: of a, uh, when my daughter was younger, she gave me a a present uh, for my birthday one time, and um, this was several years ago, but it was a bunny. It was a little bunny, but it had, when you pressed it, well, okay, so for one thing, the bunny's name was Grace. It had, like, a little tag on it, and you could see its name was Grace. And then it was pretty cool because then when you pressed the middle of the bunny, it would light up. It would kind of glow. And so she said, see, its name is Grace, and it's glowing in grace. <laughs> 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 she was, like, maybe 10 when she so – That was so I thought that was pretty clever that she thought of that whole thing to give to me for my birthday. Glowing well, in, that, glowing that in grace bunny. <laughs> yeah so here we are growing in grace the podcast uh, we've been doing this for I don't know 75 years it seems like we've been doing it a long time but <laughs> hopefully the light is uh, is uh, that shines from Jesus uh, through us and in us and out of us is shining outward to uh, help people in their own growing in grace
1: yeah you, you may need to be aware that we are being renewed inwardly day by day even though outwardly we grow older in this life and in this uh, temporal situation that we're in. So, you know, some years down the road, you might be hearing us saying something like, Oh, welcome to the Growing in <laughs> Grace podcast. Okay, that's it for this week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> It'll be about two minutes long. <laughs>
1: we're, we're still the same guys. We just might not seem like it.
0: Yeah. Well it's like we both talked about we I, I think at the ages we are, we still feel young. You know, at heart. But we were <laughs> we were talking beforehand about how the the memory issues and there are certain things just a real common word, you know, that you it it just won't it just will not enter your mind. You're trying to think of a word and it's just not there. But thankfully And I do fully believe this, that we have the Holy Spirit who is, through all all these years of doing the podcast, is working in and through us as we do this. Because there are so many times when I've listened back to things that we've, especially like each week when I'm editing it, getting it ready to go on, I'm like, where in the world did that come from? How did that come out of my
1: mouth? Yeah, I hear you. the The same sort of thing happened to me. Somebody messaged me and and they quoted something from my book. I can't remember what it was, but I thought, and that's pretty good stuff. So I replied back to them, thinking, man, that's pretty good. I I should reread this book uh, because I couldn't even remember, you know, exactly what I had written there. So. Uh, recognizing God in you is is a, a cool thing. It's a humble thing,
0: yeah, it, it really is, and that's the thing. we're not bragging. we're saying ha ha ha, ha we got the spirit you know <laughs> <laughs> Just because we're you know we're just because we have a podcast and we've been doing it for eighteen years, honestly, we that does not mean anything. I mean, it doesn't make us any more special than any anybody else, and we're not saying that because um, just because we say stuff doesn't mean that it's right. Doesn't mean that we're saying you have to believe what we believe. Doesn't mean that uh, everything that we say is the the uh, inspired word of God. I mean, we're not saying <laughs> but, that but at but all.
1: But God working in and but, through everybody is the way it's, yes. it's supposed to be. But there is always going to be that human filter. Uh, maybe that's something we can talk about another time. Yeah,
0: yeah. So all that to say, yeah, it's just good, and just we're thankful that you're listening, and you get to. Um, you have Christ in you yourself, and you can you know, filter what we say through Christ in you. It's a beautiful
1: thing. Yeah. So what we were we going to do today? I forgot. Um, <laughs> it, it saddens me to say I, I think I forgot, too. <laughs> oh, had to do. Oh, uh, I know. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes. I remember now.
0: <laughs> I remember now. Uh but now I just forgot. Just kidding. Uh, we uh so we've talked a, a lot on this podcast about the gentiles and and non-Jewish people. That's what how, how we would uh identify what a gentile is. And throughout history, gentiles have made up the biggest population of the earth because Israel would have been less than 1% of all people who have ever lived. And they were the ones who God gave the covenants, the promises, and who are part of quote the commonwealth of Israel Paul talks about this in Ephesians 2 they are the ones who were given the law of Moses gentiles non-Jewish people have never been under that law the law of Moses so so what i get out of this is that paul's message you know paul was sent to the gentiles now paul did also go to the jews so paul was not exclusively sent to the gentiles but he spent right. a great deal of his time with the Gentiles. But you can see, like in, in Romans, he's referring to, the, to his brethren, the Jews. You can see in Galatians that he's talking about Jewish things. You can see that he, had, he went into the synagogues and taught the Jews. You can see that. But he also had a, a ministry that Ephesians 3 and I think 2 mentions it, how he was given a stewardship, a message to the Gentiles that as Gentiles, they were included in this gospel. But I think where we, I have messed up in the past, and where I think a lot of, even our fellow Grace people, and this is, again, filter this through uh, Christ in you. You don't have to agree with us, but uh, this is where, where I've come to see this after so many years, is that Paul's message to the Gentiles would not have been the same as what he had to the Jews. It's the same gospel message, Faith in Christ, you know, saved by grace through faith, uh, not of yourself, the gift of God, all this stuff. But the law message, Paul would not have had a law message to the Gentiles like he had to the Jews. To the Jews, his fellow brethren, his fellow Jews, he would have said, you have died to the law, you have become dead to the law, so that you may be married to another. That's Romans 7. Or in Galatians 2, I have died through the law, I died to the law, that I may live to God. Well, the Gentiles never had that law to die to. So Gentiles would have never died to the law. As Ephesians 2 says, they were far off. They were without hope and without God in the world. They were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the promises and covenants and and all of that so Paul's message to them would have been you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ (laughs) I mean that was the message not a law message as Gentiles we were never under the law and so we didn't come to Christ through the law or through any law teaching we don't need the law teaching to bring us to faith in Christ Uh, that was the message for the Jews and so what I get out of all this is that we don't need to teach law to gentiles uh, as a a means of trying to share the gospel with them it's just that hey you once were without god now in christ you've been welcomed into the family so you know believe in god believe in christ and you can receive his righteousness romans 10 says that gentiles weren't even pursuing righteousness they they weren't trying to follow some law they weren't trying to be made righteous or justified but in Christ, that's what happened, even though they weren't even seeking God or, or seeking righteousness.
1: Yeah, that, that contrast there in, in, in Romans where the Jews were pursuing righteousness through works of the law, not having mixed it with faith because the law is not based on faith, Paul said to the Galatians. When he said that, you can see the contrast there. The Jews pursuing righteousness through what they did, through a law of works whereas the Gentiles, they weren't pursuing anything. They they weren't part of that law. There, there are so many things that just get highlighted here on this topic of, of Jew and Gentile. It's a major theme throughout the New Testament, and it's amazing to me how for many years I missed it, number one, and how many others keep missing it, even though we sometimes uh, have people out there trying to uh, highlight this sort of thing now because it's it's a major component of new testament new uh, new testament writings during the time of the new covenant after jesus rose and these these things were being written to the people of that time uh, it was it was a lot of controversy and, and and confusion in some cases some things going on there is this transition from uh, for the jews uh from from law to grace it was it was a, a major component and and it gets easily missed sometimes as, as we read the Bible, because we're just kind of get focused in on the verses, and we always think they're referring to us, and somehow or another, we just block out some of these things that were taking place at that time within the culture. Yeah, I mean, here, another example is, uh, let's see, I think I got it here, Acts 10. I know we mentioned this in a slightly different context. When when Peter had the the vision where God told him to go ahead and eat all these unclean things, that were opposed to the instruction given in the law. You know, Peter said, I would never eat that stuff. And God says, don't call unclean what I'm now calling clean. So we had this change of law that took place, not just a revision of the law, but an ending of a law and something brand new established, as explained by the writer in in Hebrews chapter seven. So in uh, Acts chapter 10, Peter told Cornelius, the Gentile, who Peter was sent to from God, he called them in, and, and Cornelius met him, fell down at his feet, and worshipped him. And Peter lifted him up and said, man, I'm also a guy. Uh, don't do that. And he, he talked with them, but, but he said, you know, it, it would have been unlawful for a Jewish guy like me to keep company with people like you, to go to another nation, to interact and, and fellowship with Gentiles like this. This this would have been forbidden under the old way, uh, but God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. So you can see, again, the difference here between the Jewish perspective compared to the Gentiles, who were unfamiliar, for the most part, with that Jewish law. Right,
0: yeah, the The law, I mean, it's not like people had Bibles back then, you know, you, the complete edition, in you know, Bible where you had 66 books, uh, the Old Testament and New Testament, or even just a book in their home containing the law. Even the Jewish people didn't have that. They had to go, generally speaking, to the synagogue and hear it read. It's not like there were printing presses and it wasn't common for people to have access to the law. It was mainly read in the synagogues and you had people who would copy it by hand and there were not many copies of the law let's just put it that way so Gentiles especially who lived around the world in other parts of the world and whether they lived in other parts of the world or nearby they didn't have access to the law so the law wasn't something that the Gentiles would have been all that familiar with again maybe those who lived near Israel or in Israel or near Jerusalem maybe they would have had some familiarity with the fact that the Jews had the law But they themselves didn't have it and it wouldn't have meant anything to them if someone would have brought up something from the law I think one of the things that probably tripped me up and maybe trips up a lot of people let me put say this first when you read Paul's epistles and when he's talking about the law like I died to the law or you have become dead to the law if you can consider that he was addressing Jewish people he, he wrote to mixed audiences, so like the Book of Romans would have been read by both Gentiles and Jewish people. But he was saying, my brethren, you have become dead to the law. I believe he was referring to Jews, because again, the Gentiles didn't have a law to become dead to he was saying things that his jewish readers would have understood as being directed to them so but i think i'm I'm writing to you who know the law in one case he said right he said that i speak to those who know the law and that would have not been gentiles (laughs) that would have been his fellow jews i think in romans 2 this is the only place that i can find where he spoke of gentiles in relation to the law and i believe considering the context that Paul was making a hypothetical here. He says, For as many as have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. That's Gentiles. And as many as, as have sinned in the law will be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers will be justified. For when Gentiles who do not have the law, which is true, that's not the hypothetical I'm talking about, but when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law, these, although not having the law, are a law to themselves, who show the work of the law written in their hearts. Now, we know that in this new covenant, what was going to happen was that the law would be written in the hearts of the of the people of Israel that's what the promise was in the old covenant and I'm there's more to say about that but for the point that I'm making here we know that Israel did not have previously any law written in their hearts it just wasn't there because it was promised that it would be so it says how could so how what my point is how could the gentiles have the law written in their hearts that's why I am saying this is a hypothetical because if you read on into romans 3 paul says there is no one good there is no one who does good there is no one righteous no not one so his point here in romans 2 was to the jewish people so like at the end of romans 1 he lists all these things all these bad things that people do but then he says in chapter 2 therefore you are inexcusable O man whoever you are who judge and whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge, practice the same things. I think what he's saying there is that you, Jewish people, who think that there's all these dirty, rotten uh, Gentiles out there, guess what? You're judging them, but y- even though you have the law, you still do the same things. And so I, I think he goes through this thing to say that just because you have the law, just because you're hearers of the law, That doesn't mean you're righteous, because it's not the hearers of the law. It's the doers of the law. And then he goes and says, even if Gentiles who don't have the law by nature do these things, they are a law to themselves. But I think his point overall is that there is actually nobody. Whether it's a Jew who has the law or a Gentile who doesn't have the law, there's actually nobody who does it. Nobody. So it's just part of a hypothetical. And again, in Romans 10, he says... Gentiles weren't even pursuing righteousness so there's no law that they had to die to there's nothing the idea that Gentiles had the law comes about because Jewish people who had the law all the all these years when they came to Christ in those early years and decades of the gospel there were still Jewish people who thought that people had to believe in Jesus and keep the law and so you'll hear Paul, like in Galatians 2, referring to the law. You know, he said, I have died to the, through the law. I died to the law. He wasn't telling them that through the law they died to the law. But he's telling them that I had, as a Jewish person, I had to die to the law. Why are you following these people who are telling you you have to add the law to your life in order to be justified? It's foolishness. So stop being foolish. They've put you under this long enough. And so in Galatians 5.1, he says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Why does he say again with a yoke of bondage? Because the Jews had been trying to put them under this bondage. It's not that they had formerly been under the law, and now we're going back to it. It's just that the the Jews have been trying to put this. So now be free of that and don't go back to that bondage. It's stupid. It's foolish. Uh, So anyway, I better wrap up and let you uh, see if you have any final thoughts here, Cat.
1: It's it's some great points that you brought out here, and I I, I imagine maybe somebody might need to go back and and listen again to to try and get that, but what you kind of mentioned there in in Galatians is is absolutely true. These these were not people who had been under the law, but were being enticed to uh, apply small portions of it, circumcision and some other things, no doubt they were never themselves actually under it. But we read it that way sometimes because of the way that Paul words things. Um, when he's referring to we, sometimes he's referring to we Jews. Uh, when he's referring to you, sometimes he's referring to you Gentiles. And sometimes if you're not aware of that and, and the difference between the covenants and the law and the Gentiles and the Jews, if, if you don't have some sort of semblance of understanding of that, then it, it's it's easy to kind of get lost in all of it. But the other thing I would mention is it's a little bit tricky for people to read Romans two, because it it really, like you said, there's some hypothetical there, <laughs> because and, and it's revealed in in chapter three. So don't read Romans two and stop without reading Romans uh, chapter three. Right. Uh, because you know we we've had people come at us before. You know the legalist types who would read something out of Romans 2 that says, oh, you guys are so far off. You've really, your you're way, your train left the station a long time ago <laughs> with this talk that you have with the law and grace and all that. And they'll quote a Bible verse from Romans 2 that says it's the doers of the law who will be justified. And they don't at all consider any of the context. But if you move on in, into Romans 3, it becomes clear uh, when when Paul says, for by the works of the law, No one, no flesh, no human being will be justified in his sight, uh, since through the law comes the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested, has been revealed apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. Uh, The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, there's no distinction, meaning it's not any different from the Jew now than it is for the Gentile, whether you had the law or not. So there's a great revealing going on in Romans 3 compared to some of the things that were laid out as a foundation in chapter 2 of Romans. So, yeah, that, that's really good stuff.
0: This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various Internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org.
1: Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.